0: We just yeah. need a plan, right? Yeah, you. You know what? I, I I got an idea. Yeah. What if we challenge mm-hmm. arguably mm-hmm. the greatest tag team in NXT history? You say, "No, <laughs> Jason. That be ridiculous. Okay, we can't wrestle ourselves. Now, th- I'm being serious about this. We've <laughs> messing around." And-
1: Wrestling is fake, but we're here to talk about it. Wanna why? Because wrestling is great. Welcome. welcome. I wish I had like the Vince McMahon voice, like you know, welcome everyone. No, I don't have it, so I can't I can't do that. But I can say it normally. Welcome everybody to the Wrestling Is Fake podcast. Um. I'm Ryan Davis, former host of 10,000 Other Podcasts, and the most recent, Ryan Davis Show, but this one, I did not end on my own, alright, alright, I did not, I'm going on record, I did not, see what, what, what had happened was, that my laptop, it broke over this past weekend, right, so I had to get a new one, and then what happens I, I basically lose everything, basically lose all my stuff, um, except for the, you know, stuff that I kept on, uh, you know, Mediafire on my Google Drive, stuff like that, I still have that type of stuff, but, like, see, like, a simple thing, like, the Ryan Davis Show logo, I had it, I had a project file, so, you know, I could modify it, whatever I want to do with it, that's gone, just gone, just the project file of the logo of the podcast, was gone, so I I couldn't, you know, I could just download the logo and use that as well. But if I wanted to modify it, if I wanted to change it up a bit or something, I, I just can't. And that's just one small thing that I lost. That that just uses like more work and everything. So I decided, Ryan Dave's the show. It's 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 over. My, my laptop turned heel. It broke. Well, it it was it wasn't really my fault. Somebody, it was a family member was using it, right? And then, you know, they, they got, they got a, let me get a little closer. They got, you know, one, two, three, four, maybe like 500 viruses on it. And it got to the point where uh, my friend, who is just a technical expert, he came, took a look at the laptop and everything, and was like, yeah um no you need to buy a new laptop because it's screwed we cannot remove all these viruses you know we could take away the majority but the ones that will still be here are just going to duplicate or they'll just insert uh not insert install more viruses without your permission so it'll just keep on duplicating he said this is what he said this is his quote he said it's pretty much like cancer for the laptop i forgot what virus it's like an overall name for the virus itself, or just like installs many programs and just fucks with. It. Like on Sunday morning, I woke up, right? Woke up, opened my laptop, and we'll get to talk about wrestling in in a few moments. But just stick with me. I gotta I gotta introduce this new podcast I'm doing by telling you why my last one ended because I just got to. I gotta I gotta justify myself. Um, what was that? Um, alright, so I opened it Sunday morning, you know, I was about to do my stuff, go on that Twitter, at, by the way, follow me, at Ryan Davis Speaks. um, I was about to do all that, also doing some homework, I, I don't know why I keep saying what I was doing on my lap, like, this is, this is irrelevant information, I was doing homework, I was on Twitter, I was listening, listening to music on YouTube, the stuff that doesn't matter to the story, I don't know why I do this, I do this when I tell stories in real life as well, I just do, like, details that don't even really matter, I'm just... I just want everybody to know, like, the details. I want, I want people to know, when I tell a story, I want people to know every single thing that happened. So, you know, I, I was on my laptop, and then right when I logged on, it's just like this toolbar, I, I, a browser wasn't even open, just a toolbar was just on the top of my um, desktop, it was just on the top, on top of my screen. I've never seen it before in my entire life. And, you know, I tried to uninstall it. It just, it's, oh, it's like, oh, we cannot remove this um, program, blah, 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 blah. Saying I couldn't do it. As it, it. It was a hectic weekend, right? It was a hectic weekend. So, yeah, and then that's when I had my friend come over. He's like, yeah, you can't, you can't use it anymore, bro. You gotta go get a new laptop. So, I got a new laptop. Everything's, you know, pretty you know, most of the stuff, like, my personal stuff, you know, my school work, everything else is pretty much fine, because I keep that on my Google Drive and everything, so I have all that, that, that stuff's still there, but, like, some stuff is gone, so, and, you know, some, some of the stuff that was gone led to me ending the Ryan Davis show, so, I'm I'm sorry, if, if you were a fan of that, um, So, I don't, I don't know why I gave you this whole big old long explanation. Because most of you listening right now don't even know who I am, don't even know what RDS is. Um, so, so. Um, I'm Ryan Davis. I am your host for this podcast. I'm a podcast host, I'm a professional wrestling fan. Um, I'm half white, half black. My dad's gone. I don't know why I'm giving you all this. This is some deep stuff. Um, My dad's gone. <laughs> A tear from my eye. Uh, I don't know why I'm joking about this. Some some people, like, they lose their dads. Like, they're dead. And I don't know. I don't know. Some people, I don't know, I just need to get to wrestling soon. But, you know, some people, when I tell them, like, I don't know. My dad gets, like, brought up in the conversation. I'm like, oh, no. Like, you know, he doesn't live with us or anything. And then they're like, "Oh, what? I'm so sorry." And then I just start laughing. I'm like, "What the fuck are you talking about? I'm I'm fine. I'm fine." And it's not like a fine world. I'm fine. And I turn around and start crying. Like I'm fine. And I just find it hilarious. Well, it's like m- more likely, more than not, more often than not. That's what i was try to say. More often than not, like whenever people find out that my dad doesn't live with us, he's gone. He j- they're like oh my god i'm so sorry i <laughs> it's it's like the funniest thing to me because they're like they act like i was like brutally raped or something and like oh my god i'm so sorry just i'm a regular person just one less person is in my family i, I don't know i i i don't know i i learned how to ra- ride a bike myself okay Um, I learned about sex from the internet. My laptop's my dad. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? I'm probably gonna cut most of this out. Because this is... See, the problem is... See, what had happened was, I just got home, right? And then, my house is empty. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna record this podcast. And then, I... My laptop's not on... And just I just I have no notes. I have nothing to keep me, you know, in the zone talking about what I want to talk about. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just going off into like complete tangents. But all right, we're about like almost 10 minutes into this. Let's let's talk about wrestling now. This is this is going to be a shorter episode, as you know. I, I just started to record, this wasn't a planned recording, alright, I wasn't supposed to record this first episode until this weekend, but I have a little bit extra time, so I'm going to record this first episode now, um, so, what do I want to talk about, I have no notes in front of me, so, it's basically whatever, is that, okay, alright, here we go, Here we go. Um, By the way, follow me on Twitter, at RyanDavisSpeaks. Go to the website. Find all the episodes there, wfpodcast.wordpress.com. Well, what do I want to talk about first? I was watching Monday Night Raw last night, right? And then in the main event spot, we had a contract signing for the Divas Championship match that will take place this Sunday at Survivor Series. Charlotte defending her championship against Paige. Now, if 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 you follow me on Twitter, or you listen to my past podcasts, whatever, if you're familiar with me at all, I am not a big fan of Charlotte. I'm not even a small fan of Charlotte. I really don't care for Charlotte whatsoever. I think she's bad, and I think she's... People, like, say, oh my gosh, she's, like, one of the greatest. Here's my impression of most people on the internet. Oh my gosh, she's, like, one of the best female wrestlers we've ever seen. And it's just... No she's not. She's it's because this roster of female wrestlers in the WWE is completely shit. And Charlotte is far less shitty, so that makes her look great to most people. I you know I don't see that. I see right through the bullshit. Charlotte is just decent in the ring. Her character, she has no character. Uh she's not charismatic. She she has no personality she, her promos, oh my god, those, like, you know, most people in WWE right now, when they cut a promo, um, you, you know, you and I, people who either host wrestling podcasts, listen to wrestling podcasts, whatever, we're hardcore fans, so we know what's going on, right? So we know these promos are scripted, but they don't really seem like they're scripted. Because most of the people cutting promos could actually kind of pull it off. But Charlotte is just like, I don't know. It's just, if you got somebody who thought wrestling was real and put a Charlotte promo in front of them. I, I would be willing to bet money that they would be like, why does she sound like she's reading? They're just, you could straight up tell those are scripted promos and they're just annoying uh, and why is she always crying? And this this happened at the contract signing as well. Alright, let's get into this contract signing. So Charlotte was like, oh my god. Uh, when, you know, like, I've always wanted to be like you, Paige. Oh my god. <laughs> and she starts crying, which I don't... F- and then, this is what... This is another thing I don't get. They brought... Reed Flair, or... It's, yeah, it's Reed Flair, Charlotte's brother, of (laughs) course, I don't know why I'm going to explain this, Rick Flair's son, (laughs) okay, um, he died a couple years ago, drug overdose, and then Charlotte just, like, brought him into the promo for no reason, like, I would understand if, like, it was Paige who brought him up to, like, be this heel to get under Charlotte's skin. To make Charlotte be like, you know what, this Sunday I'm gonna fucking kick your ass, you fucking bitch. You backstabbing bitch who's talking shit about my dead brother. I would understand that, but Charlotte is the one who brought it up for no reason. She was just like, oh, Paige, when my baby brother Reed passed away, Paige, you were by my side. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? I I I most I most certainly, definitely, do not care whether Paige was by her side, on her right side, on her left side behind her, hugging her, patting her on the head, Dana Brooks style. I don't care where Paige was, where Charlotte was when Reed Flair died. You wanna know why? Because number one, it happened years ago. Number two, Reed Flair has no part in any of this, and three. What's my number? Th- I don't know. I'm probably gonna re reiterate my number two. It doesn't matter. It doesn't add anything to the story. And she... Uh, my brother. I, I, the only this is this is another thing. She she didn't come to WWE to be the best. She didn't come to the WWE to be like her father, so her father's proud of her. She said, "Oh, reach dream. Was to be a wrestler." And he died. So that's the only reason I'm here. Why the fuck do... Why why do I care if Paige backstabbed you or anything? Anything. Why do I care about Charlotte at all if the only reason she's here is because of her dead brother having a dream to be a wrestler or her being a wrestler? Whatever. I don't care. Why do I care about Charlotte if she doesn't even really want to be there? If she's just there just to, because somebody died and she wants to f- fulfill a dream. I don't care. So Charlotte brings this up. Now, I'm not sure if it's, I, I, I really don't know who had the idea. Oh, let's bring up Reed Flair into the storyline. And I bet, I bet if somebody pitched this, if this was scripted, most likely since it's Charlotte, it is scripted. Um, you know, somebody like either Vince thought of it, or like a creative member, or somebody thought of Charlotte bringing Reed Flair up. as then Vince's reaction was, "Oh, that changes everything. Let's put it in the main event segment." It, it, but it adds nothing to the story whatsoever. I don't going before I saw that segment. I cared, I did not care about seeing the match at all. Coming out of the segment. I might even care even less than nothing about watching that match. It added absolutely nothing. It was just ridiculous. And then people, you know, they're saying, Oh, I felt uncomfortable when she was talking about Reed Flair or something, something. When I was watching, I didn't feel uncomfortable or anything. My reaction was, why the fuck is she bringing this up? It's not like... I was uncomfortable, I'm like, oh my god, why is she talking about this, this is sad or something, or, no, I was just thinking, like, why the fuck are they bringing this up, and if they are, hopefully, this is going to, you know, add something to the story, but it it didn't, it really didn't, I think, you know, Paige is like, um, I forgot, oh yeah, Charlotte's like, you know what, I will continue to fight, just like my father did, just like my baby brother did, just like I do. And then Paige is like, "Well, your b- little baby brother did." <laughs> That's my English accent. It's it's terrible. Well, your little baby brother didn't have much fight. in He did he? And then Charlie just like you know jumped over the table and started, he started, you know, brawling or something or what. But they could have. If the end goal was to have them brawl to end the segment, like, you could have brought it up any other way. There was no need to bring Reed Flair into this. There's, I just don't understand why they brought it up. And I don't understand why Charlotte always has to cry. Like, why does Charlotte cry during every single segment? And then people, people on Twitter... I mean, they get on uh, Sasha Banks's um, ass about crying because she cried at like you know take over after she faced Bailey or something. Stuff like she cried like twice and people like, are, why are you crying blah 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 blah. But I I have yet to see somebody like give Charlotte shit for crying every single time she goes out. She's like I, I don't know. And it's not one of those like. Because Ric Flair is good at it, like, when he starts crying, like, even though sometimes it's not for a reason, but, like, whenever he cries, you're like, okay, I believe it, this guy, this guy, he's, he's like the dirtiest player in the game, he's fucking great in the ring, but this guy has a fucking heart, he has feelings and shit, and, you know, he, he's not afraid to let these feelings out, and you just under, even though it might not be for a reason, you understand why he's crying, Okay, and you're okay with it. You're like, all right, he's crying. All right, that's fine. But like Charlotte, it just feels forced. And it feels forced. And every time she cries, it's for no reason. The only time that I found it reasonable for her to cry was like the night after she won the title where she's all in the ring with her dad and everything. As in, you know, it's okay to cry there, because it's a great moment, as in, after she won the title, as in, after she won it, remember, like, the, the, like, Monday before Night of Champions, when, like, you know, Nikki, you know, she still kept her towel, but, like, you know, they swerved, so, like, Charlotte won the title, she started crying there, like, I understand that one, but any other time, which is pretty much every other time she cuts a promo, it's just forced crying, and... That, the Reed Flair comments were uncomfortable. Her crying and forcing, forcing herself to cry is uncomfortable for me to watch. It's just painful. You want to know why? Because it's so bad and so forced. And it's, I don't why is she always crying? And why did she bring up Reed Flair? It added nothing to the story. I, uh, I don't know. It was, I don't care about the match. I really don't. Um, so yeah, there's that, Charlotte's pretty fucking trash, Becky Lynch, all the way, Becky Lynch for the win, you guys, you guys gotta get on my team, just, Becky Lynch is for, okay, these are the only divas that you have to care about on the roster, Sasha Banks, Natalia, and Becky Lynch, that's it, alright, that's all, that's all you have to care about, because those are the only ones that are actually good. At what they do. Sasha Banks, Natalia, and Becky Lynch. Right? Um. Everyone else is pretty fucking trash. Charlotte is just the less shitty of the shitty people. So people are like, oh, yeah. She's like, the greatest. But, you know. I'm the same guy who thinks Bailey is highly, highly overrated. Holy shit. Like, I don't know, man. I didn't really like the Sasha uh, Bailey matches. Like, I liked them, but I didn't like them. Like, everybody else is like, oh my god, this is like changing women's wrestling for like ever. Like, no. I actually enjoyed Sasha Becky Lynch on NXT way more than I did any Charlotte Bailey match, Sasha ba- Bailey match. It's, I just, Bailey's overrated to me. Charlotte is fucking trash.
0: years one man has brought constant mystique and fear within the WWE universe, The Undertaker. He might be WWE's most enigmatic figure but it's the numbers that have always been able to represent his greatness, 9,100. It's been over 9,100 days since The Undertaker first stepped into a WWE ring way back on November 22nd, 1990. Awesome is the only word I can think to describe this Undertaker. As the Million Dollar Man's mystery partner, The Undertaker debuted a Survivor Series, defeating two Hall of Famers in a matter of minutes.
1: He just got nailed with a tombstone.
0: Undertaker would cap off his rookie year by winning the WWE Championship in just 370 days. At the time, the quickest anyone had ever won the title. The Undertaker became the first man to win the title and a singles match at Survivor Series. In addition, he's the first to win the title in November and the first world champion to have no last name. This was the first of 15 legendary championship reigns which includes seven world titles, one hardcore title, and seven tag titles, three of which he won with Kane. The Undertaker and Kane collectively known as the Brothers of Destruction, dominated tag teams on pay-per-view 10 times. The brothers didn't always see eye to eye, as they met 19 times on pay-per-view, with the Undertaker winning 14 of those meetings. Along with brother love, Bearer was one of two managers the Undertaker kept by his side. Along for the ride was the mysterious Urn, the source of the Undertaker's power. Coveted by his rivals, the urn was stolen seven times, with each owner hoping to unlock the mythical secrets of it. As of Hell in a Cell 2015, The Undertaker met his adversaries in 161 marquee pay-per-view matches and was victorious 92 times. Incredibly, 160 men have failed to defeat the Deadman, including 25 superstars who could never capture a three count in one-on-one matches. This includes the one time Undertaker actually faced himself. The Undertaker just gave the Undertaker the tombstone. If you were unsure which pay-per-view the Undertaker competed in, you can see him featured in 61 pay-per-view posters. Success continued on pay-per-view with Undertaker scoring 35 all-time Royal Rumble eliminations, the fourth most in Rumble history. He's also the first man to win the Rumble at number 30. Speaking of firsts, The Undertaker competed in the first ever Hell in a Cell match, and has entered the demonic structure a record 13 times. And ties Triple H with the most wins, at six. When the two men entered the confines at WrestleMania 28, it resulted in The Undertaker's longest one on one match, clocking in at 30 minutes and 52 seconds. His shortest televised match, was only 18 seconds against the very unlucky Colonel Mustafa, better known as the actor chief. Could be a record here I'm sure that must be. Undertaker's victories certainly display his dominance, but these following facts are simply phenomenal. The Undertaker has competed on 19 different WWE TV shows, more than any other superstar. Everyone wants to play The Undertaker in WWE 2K16, which is why he's been on 16 video game covers, second only to Triple H. Speaking of Triple H, each member of Evolution has been soundly defeated by The Undertaker at WrestleMania. And of course, The Undertaker owns the streak, having won 21 WrestleMania matches in a row. 23 WrestleManias in all, The Undertaker has appeared on the grandest stage of them all more than any other WWE superstar. Undertaker's been part of Monday Night since the debut episode of Raw when he defeated Damien Demento in the first main event. Undertaker's the only superstar from that episode who's still on the roster. And speaking of Raw, Undertaker was the first man selected to the brand in the inaugural draft lottery. Believe it or not, despite winning 22 times at WrestleMania, The Undertaker has never walked into the biggest event of the year with a championship. That didn't stop him from leaving with the world title three different occasions. Tied for the most of all time. The final chapter of the dead Man's legacy has yet to be written but the numbers reveal how the most resilient WWE superstar of all time is one of the greatest. And just remember, if you hear the bell toll, chances are your number's up.
1: We have the finals of the WWE World Heavyweight Championship Tournament coming up, the Sunday at Survivor Series. Um, I'm not going to do predictions on this episode, I'll I'll do them um, this weekend for episode 2, alongside a weekly WWE NXT review. I think how these podcast episodes are going to work is, you know, um, I talk about some points from Raw, like the... the Some things I like. some things I didn't. I'm not going to do a full review of Raw. And I hope you understand that because I know I love myself. I don't want to put myself through that torture. And then we'll review NXT for that week. And then if it's a pay-per-view week, we'll either do a review of the pay-per-view. We'll do predictions, whatever. So predictions coming up this weekend. But on a general idea, talking about a general idea. Um, this is going to be interesting this weekend, this coming weekend, because of course we have the championship tournament and you know, we're going to get a new champion there, but who is going to turn heel? And we actually, there needs to be a heel turn because we have no top heel right now. We really don't. Seth Rollins is out. was the top heel. We need a new heel. Um, now people are saying, you know, Dean Ambrose, say he turns on Roman Reigns, joins the authority, I think that is completely idiotic, because one, the fans love Dean Ambrose, they they really, like, if he turns heel, I would be shocked if he just got half of the audience to boo him, because people like Dean Ambrose so much, um... And then, Dean Ambrose is such a good heel that sooner or later, when he, de- when he turns heel, people are going to cheer him. It'd be like the New Day. Like, it'd be kind of like the New Day. They're so good at being heels that people just start cheering him. So, that'd be a bad idea overall, right? Um, and adding on to that, why, what would be the reasoning For him to turn heel. Like. The authority has pretty much. Screwed him over since the beginning. Like. Seth Rollins turned on Dean Ambrose. As well as Roman Reigns. And then he was fighting Seth Rollins. For like 2014. And then he just. He just. It would make no sense. For Dean Ambrose. To turn heel. Now, on the other side, Roman Reigns turning heel. That is something I could support. Because the dude is already getting booed. He is already not liked. So, why wouldn't you turn that guy heel? It'd be idiotic. Like, yeah, I know WWE wants Roman Reigns to be this, you know, this John Cena babyface and the people to love him, but they just don't. Just, you gotta accept it. Like, people just don't. You've been trying to make Roman Reigns this big old face that people get behind, uh, people cheer for, since like what? Before Royal Rumble. Since like, since like what? Like, Money in the Bank, right? Money in the Bank, no. I don't think it was Money in the Bank. It might have been, wasn't he in the WWE Championship one, right? Right? I, I think he was. Um, ever since, like, Money in the Bank, around SummerSlam, around that time, around summer of last year, they've been trying to get this man over. You know, they, they put him in the ring with Brock Lesnar. They had him win the Royal Rumble. He was booed out of the building. They they brought out The Rock. The fucking Rock. And they, they didn't care. They just kept booing him. The Rock, you... You saw his face at Royal Rumble. He was like, what the fuck is this? Why aren't they cheering me? People just do not like Roman Reigns. At least not right now. Um, So why not get that guy and turn him heel? If people are going to boo him, why not turn him and put that into your favor? Why not make him heel, get people to boo him, and... So that way, he'd get the response that you want him to get. Because he's a heel. Uh, So, the only reasonable thing is for Roman Reigns to turn heel. It would be the only way. And it makes so much sense. Just like Triple H, you know... Triple H came out uh, last Monday. Not last Monday, as in like... I'm recording this on Tuesday. Not like last night. But the week beforehand. Um... You know, Triple H came out and said, like, you know, if you join the Authority, if you do everything it takes, um, you could just be champion right now. Or, like, you could just skip this entire tournament until the finals and just face that guy for the championship. If you join the Authority. Um, you know, that could... This guy has been chasing the championship ever since January. Since he won this Royal Rumble. Alright? Um... You know, he he faced Brock at WrestleMania, he lost that, he was in the Money in the Bank match, he was close to getting the briefcases in, Bray Wyatt comes out, screws him over. Maybe, it makes sense, Roman Reigns just comes out and he's like, I'm fucking sick, and I'm fucking tired of being so close to getting that damn championship, the only thing that I want, he's been cutting promos on that, he's like, the only thing I've dreamed about is being WWE champion. He could just come out and say, this is the only thing that I want. And I've gotten so close and it's been taken away from me. And the you fans, you have done nothing but boo me. You're not supporting me. So now I'm here for myself. I joined the authority. They're going to help me. If he, didn't, if he doesn't win the title at Survivor Series, he could just say, they're going to help me get this championship. Or say, I joined the authority and that's why I'm the champion right now. Because I'm doing whatever it takes now. Or somebody, You see, it just makes so much sense. What is Dean Ambrose going to say? Oh, I'm a fucking lunatic. Oh, you know, fight him long enough. You, you can't win. Join them. It, it, it'd be, yeah, that's a reason, but that's a stupid fucking reason. It's just saying, oh, I'm a, I'm a lunatic. I'll do whatever. It's, uh, it, it's not a reasonable reason, if that makes sense. But Roman Reigns, he, he has reason after reason after reason to join the authority. He's just been beaten down time and time again, getting so close to that championship, not being able, uh, not being able to grab it. And then he sees what happens with Seth Rollins. He fucking, he joins the authority. What happens there? Gets money in the bank. He becomes champion, right? And then he's in the main event for months and months and months. And from the Roman Reigns, you could just say, I want that. I want the championship, so I'm joining the authority. You fans, you could fuck off. And of course, you can't say that because it's fucking PG, but just, you know, get out of here. So, just, you know, whatever. The basis of it, just fuck off. I'm doing what I want. That, it just makes so much sense. And then, I, mean, I saw people say, oh, how about, I'm sorry if you're listening to this, Zach McGibby, you can follow him on Twitter, at RozGibby. Uh, he tweeted out, asking, what if both Ambrose and Reigns turned heel? And then I, I tweeted him, I'm like, then we would need one or two top babyfaces. And he's like, that's where Cesaro comes in. This is another thing, here we go, here's another topic. This is, this is what bothers me. So, people don't like Roman Reigns, right? And when Roman Reigns is uh, getting that push earlier this year, people were like, fuck this guy, blah, 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 blah. I was one of those guys, right? I was one of those guys because, you know, I just, he's not ready in my eyes to be this top guy, i to be the champion, right? This guy isn't ready, so I I was against him. Okay, just like most people are, right? But then now people oh, half Cesaro in the main event, half Cesaro as world heavyweight champion, and I'm just sitting here. I'm confused. Why why are these people against Roman Reigns, but they're for Cesaro being the champion? Like me, I'm against Roman Reigns. Being at the top. Right? But I'm also against Cesaro being at the top. Because I see the similarities. What is... If you ask people right now. Or you could ask them months ago. Like, why do you not look like Roman Reigns? Most of the responses you will get is... He can't talk. He can't cut a promo. Right? So... They say that. But then now they're like... Cesaro... Oh, he needs to be champion. Cesaro can't cut a fucking promo for his life either. Remember these four ropes? This guy can't talk either. And let me let me let me just say this: I am a fan of Cesaro. When he goes in the ring, I'm I'm fucking I can't look away. That guy is a fucking beast. Right? He's a freak of nature. He is fucking great at what he does. But. Not everybody is championship material. Not everybody should be at the top of the company. Just because you could wrestle... Doesn't mean you should be at the top of the company. It, and Daniel Bryan is different. He could fucking wrestle. And he's weak on the mic. But at least... He... You know... Um... Daniel Bryan. His character. When he, he did promos and stuff. When he was a heel... He was just this chicken shit heel who's annoying. He could do that. Daniel Bryant could do that. Or when, you know, he, he turned face and everything, he could just be this cheesy old underdog face who just um, panders to the crowd, get, gets people to cheer and everything, and he's just happy to be there, having a good time. And he doesn't have to be very serious or anything. He's, you know, he, he's just having fun and stuff, so he doesn't have to cut these actual promos and all that so he's good at the promos that he is supposed to do Cesaro and Roman Reigns they're not very good at at promos period and I fail to understand why people are for Cesaro they're pro Cesaro but they're not for Roman Reigns if you're going to be okay if you want to say you don't like Roman Reigns and he shouldn't be at the top of the company because he can't wrestle he's not a very good wrestler then, you know what, I understand, right? I'm not talking about you, right? If you say that, I understand where it's are coming from. But most people say, oh, he can't talk. And that's where, like, he shouldn't be at the top of the company. But then they turn around and say, oh, Cesaro should be at the top of the company. But he can't talk either. So I fail to understand why you could be against Roman Reigns, but behind Cesaro. I fail to understand. If you're going to be... Against Roman Reigns because he can't talk. You should be against Cesaro being at the top of the company because he can't talk either. You can't have both. That just double standards, right there. Why? That's so. That's so bipolar and stupid and idiotic. It's just. It doesn't make any sense at all. So, and, and again, I'm a Cesaro fan, but. Not everybody could be at the top of the company. Not everybody could do it. John Cena. Uh, people hate him. He, He's a guy who should be at the top of the company. Well, he is, but he should be at the top of the company. Because when he talks, you know, you could say that he makes all these stupid jokes and everything. But what he does, when he could sell something... We've all we've all seen him when he needs to cut a very good promo. He could do that other times He wants to joke around and everything to pander to like the younger viewers and stuff, which is his audience They WWE put him him at the top of the company to pander To that audience those little kids That's what his character is more for little kids so he does promos for that He's good at doing that and then in the ring You could say what well, He's good in the ring. You can't... Not many people say, oh, this was a bad John Cena match. They're either, eh, good, or great. So, he's never really had bad matches. So, that guy, absolutely, he could get something done in the ring. He could talk. And, you know, he could sell you on his match, on the microphone. And then, in the match, he he does pretty well. So, he is a guy who should be at the top of the company. Roman Reigns and Cesaro both... They couldn't talk me into the, arena, into the arena, but a guy like Cesaro, when I go in there, say if John Cena talks me into the, to the arena, as an earlier before his match, Cesaro comes out, I'm like, fuck, this guy's pretty good. He's good in the ring, not on the mic. Roman Reigns, he, he's decent in the ring, and not good on the mic. So the similarities are very, very, very fucking big. So, I don't understand how you could be against one and then support one. I don't get that. Because they are very similar, if you ask me. Um, so, yeah. Zach McGibby's like, that's where Cesar comes in. And, again, you know, okay, if if they want to put Cesar at the top of the company, make him the top babyface, whatever, okay? Give him a chance. All right. I could understand that. But again. Why turn Dean Ambrose heel? There is no reason for it whatsoever. Besides, oh, I'm a lunatic. I'm a crazy man. I just, I turned, I turned, and I, I, I don't know. I, I really. It makes no sense for Dean Ambrose to turn heel. Um. What else? What else do I want to talk about? Huh. I think that's about it for this short mini episode. Even though it's going, you know, over thirty minutes, I um, I thank you for listening. Again, well, not again. I haven't said it yet. I wanna see. This is this is what happens when I have my laptop off and I don't have any notes in front of me. I'm just going off off my head. You can listen to us on iTunes you can listen to us on Stitcher you can listen to us on TuneIn you can listen to us on YouTube you can go to wfpodcast.wordpress.com we have direct download links and again um i i didn't prepare for this recording i i didn't mean to release an episode until this weekend so if you go if you try to go on Stitcher or iTunes or TuneIn or something and we're not on there yet. Come back. For episode 2 this weekend. We'll, we'll be on all of those pre- platforms. By then. Um, so this is just like an early episode. Everything's not even really. Really um. Put together you know. I'm not even sure if we're on iTunes yet. So. With that. Uh, be sure to come back next week. Um. For the Survivor Series episode we'll be doing predictions uh we'll be talking about a little bit more of raw maybe if if i want to i basically everything i talked about in this episode was from raw so maybe there there won't be much raw talk on episode two um wwe nxt will be reviewing that show and with all that wrestling is indeed fake Um, I never explained the reason for the title of this episode. Um, You know, if you're a wrestling fan, uh, people always say, Wrestling, don't you know it's fake? You know what, why don't we stop saying, oh no, it's scripted. Why don't we stop fighting it? And especially with this podcast, why don't we just say, yes, wrestling is fake. But it's great. So let's talk about it. Until next time, wrestling is so fake. Just like every other thing on television and any other form of entertainment, it's fake. But until next time, I thank you for listening.